my trep stars, my trep life tribe, we are back for another exciting bonus content episode of game of trep life. I was almost going to say game gurus, but um, this guest that we have now, although we are in between seasons, we are not in between great content. So we did a great episode of game gurus together. Uh, it's one of the best episodes of game gurus that we did. Um, an update on that podcast. That podcast is officially concluded. Uh, the episode will be released probably uh, either late November, early December. Um, but that is concluded. Uh, and as of right now, Michelle's episode was our second to last episode, and it was phenomenal. And we're going to give you another phenomenal episode today. So without further ado, we have Michelle with us. Michelle, can you introduce yourself to the people? Yeah, sure. And, and thank you so much for having me on this podcast now. We had such a great conversation the last time, so I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, so my name is Michelle Anhing. I am a leadership and life coach, and I specialize in helping people with uh, mental health challenges, as well as family members of people with severe mental illness and addiction to find balance and build resilience. I love that. And you're doing incredible work. Thank um, you. It's, it's very needed um, with everything going on, especially in 2020, uh, with, I would say, a rise of mental health. Um, you know, would you agree with that? Would you say there's um, an increase or is it just we're seeing it more? We're having more time to focus on it. Definitely an increase. I'm I'm okay. talking to people that never had mental health challenges and that are really struggling now. So, yeah, I, I think a lot of people that um, already were living with mental health challenges, it's making some of it worse for people. Um, for others who are lucky enough to have a lot of tools and support, um, they're doing okay. But it's really the people that have never been through anything like this that are just like, what's going on with me? Yes, yes. And are you finding that people are able to relate to people before with mental health issues that they just weren't able to now or we're not quite there yet. You know, it's a mix. I think it really depends on the individual. Some people are still in quite a bit of denial about what, what's going on uh, with them. Like, and, um, you know, they don't want to use terms that have stigma attached. Like, you know, they don't want to say depression. They don't want to say anxiety. And I'm finding myself even um, in my marketing and, you know, just even in conversations with people that, you know, they kind of get their back up against a wall if I use those terms, but I say, well, are you feeling that you're stressed or are you feeling that you don't, you know, you have problems with motivation or you can't sleep? And then they're like, oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's like, okay, I hate to tell okay. you. <laughs> we have to talk about the symptoms, yeah. talk around it, but we can't talk. Right. Yeah. They're not yeah. ready to go there because a lot of people, you know, especially, you know, if they buy into the stigma around it, they didn't identify themselves that way. And, and there's still so much of the stigma around, you know, especially in, in our culture around 
mental health challenges being a weakness. You know, we, we glorify and we applaud people who are burnt out, who are stressed out, who are working 14 hours a day. And so to say like, oh, I took a nap in the afternoon, people are really quiet about it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> naps are the best, you know, just own it if you're doing it. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's, that's a, a bit of a hurdle. Um, but, you know, I, I'm glad that people are at least reaching out. And so um, how do we as leaders or how do you, because you are, I would say, a leader in this space, how, how are we, le- what are some uh, objectives and what are uh, some, I guess, what's the term I'm looking for? how are we moving forward in this space? Mm. How are we leading mental health to where we have to go next? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. I mean, you know, it's like to change everything. like, you know, I have so many conversations about it. Like it's, it's systemic and it's a huge change, but I think really each of us as individuals um, can do two things. First of all, take a look at where you are judging mental illness. And like, listen, I, I live with mental health challenges of my own. I have depression, I have anxiety. And I know for myself, um, you know, and for anybody who's listened to my Game Gurus podcast, or go listen to it now, like, you know, I, I kept everything a secret and right down to my husband's suicide from from mental illness, we lied about it, because we were we were ashamed. And so I had to take a hard look at what are my judgments here, like, I'm ashamed of my mental health challenges. I was ashamed of my husband's severe mental illness. And that's what made me make that choice. And so really, I had to say, like, you know, if I'm going to be advocating for this, I need to really shift, you know, and heal, Not like, forget about advocating. If I'm going to heal, I need to get over my own judgments. Uh, so that's the first step. And, and then start talking about it. Just, you know, I think the more we normalize it, the more we start bringing it out into the open, the more comfortable everyone will get with doing it. And, you know, I don't mean, you know, you have to go on Facebook and do a, a live video about, hey, this is what I'm going through. But, you know, if you're up to that, then go for it. You know, that's what I do all the time. And, you know, and that was the best way for me to really overcome a lot of it was just, you know, talking about it. And I know, like, for me, when I was first diagnosed with depression, I went on meds, I started telling people like, yeah, this is what I'm going through. And I was put on this, you know, this medication. And every single person, I mean, like, everybody was like, oh, you're on that? Me too. (laughs) And it's like, what dose? And it's like, how did I not know that everyone around me was taking medication for something or other? You know, and it's like, wow, we're all keeping this a little secret and yet we're all doing it. And it's like, okay, you know what we need to just like, cause then having that common ground, then it opens up the conversation about like, okay, how are you feeling? And what are tools that work for you? And then suddenly we're all feeling so much more connected. We're feeling better. And, you know, it's, it's the same thing. Like, you know, if you've got a flu and then you got people saying like, oh, hey, I'll bring you chicken soup or make sure you drink the chicken soup and that kind of thing. And, and there's no judgment or stigma around that. And really mental health needs to be the same way because in this day and age, it, it is so common. And I believe it's a lot more common than the statistics tell us, because I think a lot of people are not 
are not doing anything about their challenges. And then should we be evaluating mental health, the mental health of people around us? Is that something we should do or does that get into judgment territory or? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. So what I recommend to people who ask me that is, um, you know, never, never say like, I think you're depressed because right away, you know, for one thing, we're, we're now making a diagnosis that unless we're a doctor, we are not qualified to make. Um, and often again, people will get very defensive. Like, what do you mean? Or, or even saying like, I think you should see a therapist. There's so much stigma around that too. So from my experience, um, if you're concerned about somebody in your life, you know, whether it's a family member or a friend or a colleague, and you're worried about them, you've seen like something shifted, something's changed, point it out to them in a caring way. Like you don't seem like yourself. I'm concerned. You know, have you been to see your doctor lately? So just putting it that way of like going to see your GP, because the truth is also there are a lot of health conditions, vitamin deficiencies, um, like a thyroid imbalance, and so many other different medical conditions that actually have the same symptoms as depression, or it can manifest anxiety. So it's really the best way to go is, you know, just saying like, you're not yourself, and I'm concerned, and, you know, go to your doctor and get some blood work done. Because the blood work will rule out anything like that. And the doctor is trained to recognize a mental health condition. So we don't want to jump to conclusions, but really our intention is to help this person and like say, point it out. So do just that and, and leave it with them and their doctor. Maybe just, you know, take it from a point of concern. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, like that it's not a mental health condition. Sadly, we kind of have to, tread delicately around it right now because uh, because of the stigma and because people are often not willing to get that help and again we just we just don't know so yeah just saying i'm concerned go go to your doctor and just get get yourself checked because because usually when you notice it the person knows knows it's happening too and they just may may need that gentle nudge of like this person cares and you can offer to go with them if if that's you know the kind of relationship you have um just as a support person but yeah coming from a place of caring and you know i i notice that this is something different and i want to make sure you're okay so as far as leadership uh, and I think this is where the stigma comes into place. And this is maybe my own projections and fears coming into play as well. But I think that it's harder to maintain credibility as a leader when you say that you're going through, you're battling your own mental health. Mm. Yeah, you know... I would really say health in general, right. but particularly yeah. mental health. And that's, and that's something we need to get over already. Like really, um, you know, the best leaders out there are the ones who are vulnerable, who are real. And, and I'm sure you have many listeners that have experienced that kind of boss um, or manager, whatever it is, who, who recognizes that like, yeah, we've all got this stuff and can say like, take a mental health day. Um, you know, and it, it's 
the only way we're going to make the change is if enough of us come out and say this is a problem. And so, you know, by, by hiding it and leaving it to a select few, we can't all make those changes. But really, a good leader is a person who sees that people are multidimensional. And I say, like, you know, I think, you know, despite all the terrible things that are coming out of COVID and the pandemic, like, it, and it is, there is terrible stuff. One of the good things that's coming out of this is that um, leaders are seeing because they have no choice, you know, when, when their employees are working at home and on a Zoom call and the kids are running around and, you know, there's a basket of laundry on the table, like they're now seeing like, oh, look, my employee actually is multidimensional. They're not just like they, they are who they are when they show up to work and at five o'clock they just disappear. They're not right? just... like not just John and Jen and HR. Right, right. That they have a life, that they have, you know, things going on. So I feel like this is the right, this is the time to be making those changes when, when leaders are opening up to like, oh yeah, like, you know, this person is stressed out because they're homeschooling their kids or, you know, whatever, whatever their particular situation is, you know, maybe their, their partner lost their job. And so there's, there are challenges happening. So, so our eyes are all open to like, what, what else is going on out there? And so now to just say like, yeah, this is a hard time. And, and, you know, you can obviously speak to, to, you know, the leaders in the company in whatever way feels comfortable, but even just to say, like, I'm going through some, like, it's, this is challenging for me and this is what I need. And, you know, whether it's reduced hours or taking a day off, you know, asking for that, like the worst they'll say is no, but they might actually say yes. And so taking care of ourselves and asking for what I need, because this is, this is becoming really, really common. And this, you know, idea of working part-time from home or full-time from home is shifting now. Like we are now seeing, yes. we don't need to go downtown to a corporate office to be successful in business. No. So. And then I think businesses are finding that it makes maybe more sense for people to work from mm -hmm. home and they don't have to incur the you know the expense of maintaining facilities yeah. for hundreds of thousands of people a day you know yeah i mean I, for me like and this is my dream i would love them to take that money that they're not paying in rent anymore and put it towards you know eaps and and you know helping all these extra things that could be helping the employees out and to to just you know because yes. the truth is when our employees are happy when you know our colleagues everyone we're happy overall we actually do way better at work and, you know, I, I think that's something that leaders still kind of need to wrap their head around. <laughs> yeah, they, don't, they don't always see it, but I think it's start. I think people are starting to see it. And, and I also think this will eventually be better for the environment as well. Not having to go take the train in or even if you're taking the train and just taking your car in, whatever you're, it, it's just you're saving so much time being able to not have to make that. Commute. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Reducing the emissions and just yeah. space and yeah, all of that. I think I agree with you completely. Okay. So I kind of wanted to backtrack a little bit here about what traits should we look 
for in leaders mm. and what traits do you would you say that you have like what's your more prominent um your cornerstone of a leadership yeah, trait, you would say that's a, that's a really good question so for one thing i want to start by saying that i think i believe that everybody is a leader we're all a leader of something, you know, whether we're leading our household or, you know, leading in a company, you know, it, it, and it's funny because I, I speak to high school kids and I'm like, you know, and I talk to them about leadership and I'm like, you're a leader too. And they're like, huh? And I'm like, well, hey, do you have a part-time job? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, what are your responsibilities there? Where are you a leader? Even if you're a babysitter, like I tell them, I'm like, if you're babysitting, you're you're leading the kids that you're babysitting. Yes. So, so Absolutely. I want to just impress like you know kind of put that idea in people's heads that we're all leaders in in one way or another you know whether we are quiet leaders or we are very vocal and out there and you know we're all we all are having a responsibility of for our peace in the world and you know we can't just sit back and hope somebody else is going to do something about it like if we see something isn't working right, then, then it's really up to all of us to ha- take that responsibility to make the change that we want to see. So, so going back to your question, I think, you know, for one thing, the, 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 one of the traits of leadership is taking responsibility that I see something that's not working. And so I'm going to do whatever I can, even if it's in my little corner of the world to change it and make it a little bit better. So, so that's one piece of just not saying like, oh, that's somebody else's problem to deal with. Just saying like, what can I do? Because the truth is every one of us showing up in whatever small way we can, it has a ripple effect. And, it, and that's what creates the big changes. Um, I think empathy is, is a hugely important trait to have as a leader. Um, you know, I think that being able to understand and put ourselves into the shoes of the people that uh, that are supporting us is so important in how because then that that informs how we are are directing them how we are you know right like how we you know whether we're, we're addressing them speaking to them or policies that we're setting up in the company of just really understanding each other um vulnerability being honest of just like, Hey, this is what's going on. You know, transparency. Um, you know, we, we've all, I think I'm speaking for myself. (laughs) I have worked in companies where, you know, the people down at the bottom don't know anything about what's happening up at the top. And even like in, in small companies, like, you know, thinking about, you know, corporate, I mean, I worked in the corporate world for 25 years in, you know, companies that had thousands of people down to like companies that had four. And it doesn't matter the size, like depends on the leader, how they're showing up. And so even in a small company, when like big changes are being made, and then all of a sudden you're told, this is how it's going to be. And you're like, what? Like, hold on. Why didn't anyone tell me? And it's, I don't think it's fair. I think like, you know, if people are investing their their time their energy time that they could be spending with their family like you know yes they're making money but at the end of the day we're spending most of our waking moments investing in somebody's company then i feel that that element of transparency really indicates that that the that the employees are valued 
and and the vulnerability piece as well of just like i'm i'm being open i'm being honest this is where i am this is where we're at um you know just really lets people know that that we value them just the same way when we're vulnerable with a friend it's like i care about you and i know you care about me and i trust you enough to share this with you so there's no reason that can't be happening in the corporate world as well i think the influence uh of a conversation always helps facilitate change Mm -hmm. you know just hey here's why we're doing it this is our thought process you might not necessarily agree with it but you can appreciate the fact that there was at least some sort of dialogue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I have contracts with with some companies, and you know, per, I'm thinking particularly of a startup that I I'm doing work with, and they'll say like, okay, we're we're gonna try this out. Like, we're not sure if it's working, but we want to give this a try. And it's like, okay, yeah, like you said, like I may not agree, or I may think like oh, I don't know that that's gonna work, but I appreciate them being being open with me and keeping me in the loop because then I feel valued and it's like okay and I, and I know what what's going on and and it just it makes me want to put in my you know 110% because I want to see the company succeed because it you know it goes both ways it's like you know if I if I think you believe in me it just makes me believe in you that much more right so so we're all winning in those situations Absolutely. And I I wanted to touch on this um, because of just what's kind of going on. Mm -hmm. You're in Canada. uh, You know, I'm in the U.S. in Chicago. um, But, you know, we've just had this election. And I think it shows how people view leadership drastically differently. because, you know, I just don't see how you can view, you know, all the with the candidates, how you can all say that they're kind of hitting on all cylinders in terms of a leader. You know, I think there should be probably a core of some leadership traits that whether you agree with someone in their political ideologies, you could say that they're yeah. the leader they at least have these leadership traits and it gets me to thinking um you know our i think we all have our different leadership traits and sometimes they just manifest differently and that's maybe what people gravitate to you know some people like a certain style that's where you get into like leadership styles Mm -hmm. i would say but you know i'm ranting on a little bit but I'm, i'm trying to get to the point of there, there, there should be a standard though, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's such a tough one to to address, you know, and I'll tell you what comes up for me. Um, I think it comes down to individual values, you know, particularly looking at, you know, what happened with the elections. Um, You know, people may or may not connect with um, one of, or the other leaders, you know, maybe personality, let's put it that way, just to be general, you know, it goes to emotional intelligence, but they may not agree with that, but they might agree with the values that this leader 
has. So if it's about, you know, the economy right. and people having jobs or not. And and that's what I am seeing, you know, just as as, you know, uh an observer up north, <laughs> you know, that that's what comes to mind for me, that it really comes down to values and people made choices based on what they value. Um, and I don't know, like, and I think that's part of the, the, the whole democratic system that, that, you know, I mean, Canada's got the same thing, but it's, it's really, we then have the choice to say, okay, I value this more than this, because that, that's another piece of it as well, that when, when we're attached to our values, right. you know, we may have our, our top five values, but the order can shift depending on the circumstances. And, you know, my, my number right. one may go to number three because one, you know, the other two, become yeah because of the right. environment what's right. the priority so i think that you know. that's really what's showing up here is seeing seeing differences in people's values and i don't know you know how how many people are connecting to like okay this is this is why this is what i value and i think that's it's a good piece that like you know when communicating with people who are you know on different sides of of the coin you know with the election it's looking at okay what are these people valuing and just saying like okay i i get where you're coming from i may not agree with it but i see that you are honoring x values and 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 again then right. then we can see people as people and not as an object of like oh you're you're the enemy you're you know you, you just have right. a different value system yeah. than I do right now. Or you're right? putting for whatever this value your first, you know, yeah. like if we're talking about the economy for somebody yeah. who may have been really, really hard hit, that value of, you know, of, of safety, of um, security financially may go up to the top of the list because of whatever their particular experience is. So then they're going to choose the leader who's, who's talking more about that. You know, versus maybe others who who are valuing something different, uh, but really just looking at it that looking at that way, you know, values are values. There are no wrong values. <laughs> you know, it's they just are what they are. Um, you know, and I'm I'm assuming that we're talking about like honesty, not saying like because like, I don't think lying is a value. But honesty is a value. So, so right. just looking at it from that. No, you, you right. use right. your thoughts, people. You know, <laughs> right. don't. And and so it's looking at you know just saying okay, so I'm prioritizing something different, but we all, every single one of us, has our own unique stories and experiences. Like it could even be different from our own siblings who grew up in the same house. Whatever you know, our experiences yep. are form what our, our values are. And so just honoring that, okay, this person is honoring something different than I am because of whatever their experience is. And, and we can't judge because of that. No, we, we, we can't. Um, and I think what you just shared is exactly the way that we have to view it, especially when it comes to a political mm -hmm. context. But uh, do you think this is something that people are conscious of? Or do you think because we're currently, what the way I kind of think about it is like we're in a yeah. state of triage right now. You know, it's just trying to make it work kind of in survival mode. 
trying to get the best outcome. Yeah, I, I think the pandemic has done a number on us. Um, I think that is to blame for a lot of the heightened emotions that we're going through right now. Um, you know, just, just from a neurological perspective, we're all in this fight or flight mode. Um, which essentially is coming out of the fact that, you know, this pandemic is something unknown. We don't know how long it's going to last. We are seeing that people are dying. There isn't, you know, they're talking about a vaccine. We may be close to a vaccine. We don't know. And, uh, you know, humans, like the evolutionary process, our brains developed to keep us alive. You know, that's where the whole survival instinct comes from. And so right now, our survival is kind of threatened. <laughs> it really, not even kind of, it's, it is threatened. So our brains can't calm ourselves down because there's so many unknown factors. Like we don't know, like, okay, are we in full lockdown today? Like, okay, we weren't yesterday, but we might be tomorrow because numbers are going up. And so we're constantly just looking for fi to find that little piece of safety. And when we're in survival mode, our, you know, just again, from a neurological perspective, when we're in that fight or flight state, the part of our brain that is responsible for reason, reasoning, for rational thinking, for decision making actually goes offline completely. So we are now all, you know, acting from this place of very heightened emotion and fear. And so it's drumming up everything that was already kind of under the surface that we did a way better job of beforehand <laughs> managing because we felt an element of safety, but right now that safety has gone. So we're, we're just seeing everyone in this place of survival. So, you know, and again, I'm, you know, I've, I've kind of had to go through a whole process of how to see this because, you know, even for me, like, you know, the masks, people not wearing masks and, you know, people are getting so angry about different things because we're so afraid. And, you know, it's helpful when we look at everyone who is reacting strongly and just say like, they're scared. Like we're all a bunch of scared children, essentially, just running around hoping that this pandemic is going to go away soon. And so when we can see our fellow human beings as just like another scared person who is just as scared as we are, it, then it suddenly, it takes it down a bunch, of, a bunch of notches and we can have compassion for them of just like, okay, you know, they're reacting like this maybe because they don't have, you know, a more skillful way of doing it. But we're, we're all scared. Like, I mean, the, the, this is global. <laughs> you know, I don't think there's anybody who, who is not, not feeling something. I think that's true. And, but I think it's, I, I never think we make the best long-term and maybe even short-term decisions. Um, when we're operating oh yeah no we fear. can't neurologically we can't because that part of our brain isn't working so yeah we're not making right, right. It's that right. lighter <laughs> so so we're just like oh my yeah. gosh the you know there's a lion chasing me <laughs> i gotta get the hell out of here <laughs> and, and it's just like anybody in my way you're, yeah. you're gonna hear about it so yeah we're we're not thinking about like how's it has a nice delicate way to say i agree but to disagree <laughs> So, yeah, we're, we're not we're not there. And the longer this goes on, you know, the more the more reactive we're becoming, 
because it's like, you know, we all thought in the beginning, okay, this will be over by the summer. And it's like, okay, we're, we're going into the holidays and we're still dealing with this and we still don't know when it's going to end. I think the new dates that people are giving are like, we're going to be dealing with this in well into 2021. You know, it's really looking like 2022 uh maybe january or february or march yeah. 2022 maybe we'll be done by then maybe but then that's yeah. two years of this right so that that there's no there's no yeah. going back to normal there's no i think people wanted it to be a thing of uh oh that yeah. was something crazy that right. happened for a month or two back in 2020 right. 2020 was a wild year but you know it's um the analogy that i find very uh kind of effective right now is uh, after 9-11 you know before 9-11 your flight time you could kind of get there in 30 minutes still catch your flight you didn't have to take off your shoes security really mm-hmm. wasn't that bad now it's pretty you know it can yeah. be pretty intense you post yeah. and that's just the new normal We're, we never went back to yeah, that lower threat level. There, it's just always heightened from there on out, and taking yeah, those proper security measures. I completely agree. So, you know, I'm I'm with you. I, I don't personally. I'm not. I I wear my mask, um, but I think it's a personal decision. I think everyone is kind of getting yeah different information about this, and the truth is you know, the science is changing on it. So we're all figuring this out in real time. So just because someone decides to go about it differently than me doesn't make them a bad person. You know, I might question that um, and kind of just out of curiosity mm -hmm. to see where they're coming from. Other than that, I'm not going to argue with someone right. because they're not right, and that's mask. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. And I, I, I believe though that when people do argue with someone not wearing a mask, it's because they're terrified. They are terrified that they're going to get sick. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're and they're I mean, you know, and fear. it's funny because I, I had the same attitude as you of just like, you know, I, I felt like okay, I'm, I'm pretty healthy, and I take care of myself, and I'm taking all the precautions, so, so I'm good. And I'm, you know, and I'd wear a mask when I went out because I wanted to, you know, be mindful of people around me and also, you know, family members that, you know, whose health isn't as great. So it was more doing it out of consideration. And then somebody that I know quite well who was being super, super cautious was tested positive last week. And they have been posting on their page. It's, it's, it's private, but so like, it's, it's not, people have asked, like, can you put, make this public? Um, But they're, they're not ready to yet. Um, But just like within the Facebook friends group, um, they've been posting a daily video of their experience of it. And, you know, technically by, you know, looking at the accounts, like they're not in the hospital on a respirator, you know, they, they might be considered to be a mild case and, oh my gosh, what they are going through for a mild case. And the fact that they were super careful, did everything that the, you know, that we were told to do and they got sick and and hearing it from them. And this is somebody that I respect very, very much. And, you know, every day I'm looking out for their post of like, what's today bringing? Because it's like, you know, they might feel better one day and then the next day it's like, okay, so here's this new weird system and like symptom that I'm having. And I'm freaked out a bit now. Like, I have to say, like, I'm th- thinking like, huh, you know, 
<laughs> maybe there is so again I right. don't know but I'm just like like you said like we're learning new things every day and so yeah until yeah, until this it. person we have right. to make decisions in so real till, time till it became a... this close to me and like and I know other people who have tested positive but I didn't get their play-by-play of it um, but now seeing this, like I'm with them on this every single day, like they're, I think on, on day seven right now, you know, it scares the crap out of me. <laughs> it's like, wow, because you know, this is somebody who was otherwise healthy and careful. So it's, it's making me think twice about, you know, and, and that's the thing that it's like, I've never been like, so fixed on like, this is a hundred percent the way it is because we we don't know enough and there's a lot of questions about the information that we're getting but this person i treat i trust as you know as a as a realistic or a um you know a truthful commentary on on what's going on and so it is making me rethink my my views on it and so again it's that whole idea of like you know we don't know what we don't know Exactly. And and I love what you just said. It's mm-hmm. making you rethink your views on it. And I think that's where we mm-hmm. all should be because we don't know. I don't think any exactly. of our views should be set in stone. I think we should be open to changing yeah. it based on yeah. the information you're receiving. Okay. But um, for the last bit of our time together today, and I th- just want to thank you so much because this episode is, again, you're always giving... Uh, classic fantastic and thank you thank you michelle um i want to talk about you're in a very niche market you're in a i would say a a, almost a market that you created uh, (laughs) the market yourself almost you know there there may have been some uh, similar yeah maybe somewhat similar but yeah um, (laughs) leaders in that space but Really, there mm-hmm. wasn't there wasn't a blueprint, a lot like what we were yeah. just talking about with the pandemic. And so uh, before we dive deep into how you created this market for yourself, how you're developing a brand in such a niche market, has your business expanded due to the pandemic? And do you feel like because of your previous experience um, that your entrepreneurial gifts and your journey lend itself to preparation for this unplanned uh, kind of yeah. uh, situation. Um, so, so to answer the first part of your question, um, it's shifted. It, it's, it's very interesting um, how to see how it's shifted and evolved. <laughs> um, you know, as I, I was mentioning that I, I do right. have contracts and, you um, you know, and, and I work with, with clients one-on-one. And so, you know, I had a number of clients who, you know, because of their employment situations could not afford to continue coaching. Um, so they had to put a hold on it or they just were not in a space of, um, you know, being able, I guess, well, the one, the ones I think that we're looking at, like, how do I grow and reaching goals? You know, when we're all in this fight or flight, it was kind of like, I need to put a right. hold on that because I'm just trying to survive. Yeah. Because when you're yeah. in survival so, mode, so, you can't thrive. Um, yeah. So, so I did, you know, 
I have, I have a few clients that had to stop working with me or pause it at least. Um, and then I also had, uh, you know, I had one, one particularly, um, you know, bigger contract in the sense that I was working two or three days in the high school system and um, working with, you know, two or three days a week, meeting with like 50 high school students and, and teaching them soft skills and, you know, you know, practical things of like, you know, going out into the world and what it's going to look like, all the things that we wish we were taught in school, basically. <laughs> so, you know, once school yes. was put on hold for March break, it was like, well, that's gone. And only now are they figured out how, how to navigate, um, kind of through that but it's not the same because I was doing like you know six hour five six hour workshops with these students like it was a full full day workshops and you can't do that with kids in school because I mean they're they're already having a hard enough time with their classes like don't ask them to go get on a zoom call for six hours so so that piece um also you know was was you know temporarily suspended um you know, and I say temporarily because it's only now, you know, coming back, but we're, we're now working on in one hour, like sessions. <laughs> so, so it's different. But then on the other side of things, um, it's grown in the sense of, you know, people needing a lot more mental health support. Um, and as well, you know, and, and again, like the mental health support could even be just the motivation and the stress management for somebody who may not, you know, have a diagnosis of depression, but it's like, I need tools to, to manage my anxiety, manage my stress, or I'm feeling, I'm feeling depressed. And, so, and the work that I do with clients that have, the, have diagnoses or don't is really to empower them and give them tools that they can help manage their own mental health. Because, you know, meds, meds are great and I'm not against them at all. Uh, and like I, I said earlier, you know, I, I took meds as well. And um, it, that has one aspect of helping us, but it's not everything. We can't just rely on the meds and assume that I'm taking them. So everything's great. It's really about our lifestyle. It's about our mindset. It's about having the tools and really knowing how to take care of ourselves. That's what I find is the most empowering piece. So, so yeah, more, I've gotten more clients that way. And then I'm also now doing a lot of presentations and talks globally, actually, um, on mindfulness, on mental health, because I, a lot of the work that I do is around mindfulness. So, you know, Tuesday, I'm giving a talk to um, a, a bunch of high school students on mindfulness for mental health. So, so I'm getting busier in that sense. I've, I've worked quite a bit with, um, with companies in the U.S., um, you know, right down to like U.S. federal workers. I do quite a bit with them teaching the mindfulness courses, uh, managing stress right now. Um, you know, with the holidays coming, I just last week did um, did a presentation on like how to deal with the holidays that are coming up and like what does it even look like? <laughs> you know, so and and what what it looks like today might not look like that in a month from now. So so really kind of just how to how to take care of ourselves so that we're better prepared for it and we're not just completely thrown off. Um, so in that way, so like I said, it shifted in the way that I'm now having access to 
more people in the sense that, you know, whereas if I was in person, I wouldn't necessarily get some of these US um, opportunities because they'd have to fly me in. Uh, but on Zoom, I, you know, I can be anywhere. Oh. And, um, and then yeah, the shift, the shift with with the individual clients as well. Yes, yeah, a lot of adjustment there. But um, just really briefly, and, mm-hmm. and I'd love to talk to you more about this in depth later. Happily. We're definitely going to have to have you back again. But um, how did you market yourself? How did you market this brand, your um, specialty, your so expertise? Really, a lot of it is just, it's been just showing up. You know, I, have, I actually have like a little sign on my desk that says, just show up. Um, and that's really what I do every single day in one context or another. If, you know, it's just, it's saying yes to a lot of things, just getting it out there, talking to people, um, you know, just, again, just showing up. I never know who I'm going to meet, you know, whether, you know, it's going to be a direct connection or they know somebody, you know, or, or it kind of sits in their mind. And that's the funny thing that like, you know, I, I might go to a networking, a Zoom event, like a <laughs> networking Zoom event and and talk about what I'm doing. And then somebody goes home and then tells their friend who tells their sister, who's like, oh my gosh, this person, this is who I need. And so it's really, you know, right now, because, you know, I think there's so much noise out there with, with regular advertising. I just find that for me, like my gift isn't showing up as myself and people get to know who I am. They get a sense of who I am. They, you know, will develop a trust in me and a curiosity and, and that starts it. But it's really like, I know that if I'm, I'm hiding at home, nothing's going to happen. So I really just... I show up and sometimes I'll show up to things and it's like, oh, this is so not for me, but that's a clear no. And then I know, okay, this is not where I want to go. This is not who I want to work with. (laughs) So so there's always value, but it's really just putting myself out there, talking about what I'm doing, talking about, you know, what I believe in and what I'm committed to and, and the people that connect with that stick with me like that that's really it like they they know how to find me and and they they are aligned with what what I believe in so it sounds like to me that because you know yourself and you know where you want to go that you're in the state of alignment and it brings yeah, you clients yeah. and that I mean I've state. been self-employed now for I have like no concept of time now with the pandemic. I'm like, I think it's about four years um, <laughs> or, or it could be 10. <laughs> right. right. Well, you know, the pandemic exactly. is five years within um, itself. But, so. but that was the thing that like, I needed to keep showing up to even know who I am as an entrepreneur because I spent 25 years in the corporate world. I had no idea who I was as an entrepreneur. I had the dream, but I didn't know anything. So it's really like, you know, for anybody listening who is an entrepreneur that's like, yeah, but I don't know who I am, like, they then keep showing up because you will figure out who you are with your yeses and your noes. <laughs> so. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I, from when I started till now, um, right? You know, it's totally different. I, I couldn't have imagined. Mm-hmm. 
this, you know, um, and not even just the necessarily the result, but just the process, some the experiences yeah. that you have that you don't even think about in the beginning. You're like, there, there's just, and not even all of them are positive necessarily, but just things that go wrong where you're like, hmm, yeah, interesting. Or even the ones that are positive, it's just like, I kind of thought of that then, but now you can kind of look for those now and it's just oh a hundred percent and, and I love what you're saying because it, it has me thinking about like even my ups and downs in the first year where I was like I didn't know what the hell I was doing and I was I and I was also like going through some pretty deep depression at the time and so you know just sleeping all day and then beating myself up for yeah it. and then kind of coming to a place of like yes you know taking care of my mental health stuff but also just realizing like how much self-compassion was necessary to be able to do this work because it's not guaranteed. There are ups and there are downs and it's really, you know, we know we're, we're great in, when things are good, but it's like, how are you with yourself when things are bad and, and you're having that low and, and I had to come to a place of acceptance and, and my process through it too, of just like, so I know for me, and I'm not saying this is for everybody, but, for me, when I'm finding like I'm hitting a wall, things aren't working for me, rather than pushing ahead, I need to take a step back. So I will actually then take a day of just like, you know, either I'll do something, you know, out in nature if the weather allows for it. Or it might just be a day of like I'm binging on Netflix today. I'm giving myself a day off. And and it's amazing that like when I can just say it's OK, it's part of the process if I give myself that day or two, I come back even stronger than I, I was before. And then the new, it kind of creates the space for stuff to come in rather than like just forcing, forcing and pushing. It's like, you know, when you lean back, you're allowing something to come to you. And it always blows my mind that like, oh my gosh, here it is, you know, but, but I go through this process of like forcing and then it's like, oh, right, wait, I'm not supposed to do that now. <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've become, you know, good and laughing at myself and just saying like, oh, here I go again, thinking that like, that's what's going to work. And I really know that like, I just need a day off and, and not beating myself up for those days off of just like, no, this is it. Because the truth is I could work seven days a week if, you know, nobody stopped me and I didn't end up burning out. <laughs> so, so those days off are not us right. being lazy. Um, you know, they're just, they're necessary. Yeah, they're definitely necessary. And that's all part of the balance because I had burnout, you know, pretty bad. Um, and I'm, I'm still kind of figuring it out like hey you can't really continue yeah. to go when you're burned out and and luckily it uh coincided with a uh a physical mm -hmm. time for me where i really just had to heal my body um to continue so you know it was which was oh, wow. you know but that that's how i started the podcast yeah i'm coming out of burnout and and well and really just my health challenges well that's yeah. it you know and i, I just sorry so, I, I didn't mean to interrupt but i just there, want there's... to point that out that often our oh, no. body lets us know <laughs> you know like if we don't listen it'll show up yeah. physically and and i felt i believe 
that had something to do with the severe depression that I was experiencing as well, that my body was just like, you've just gone through this massive change, 25 years in the corporate world, you left it, you, you're jumping into something scary. And, and I, I just went, I came, I went running. Like, I was just like, I can't stop. I got to get this business going. And, and no, my body was like, Oh, screw you. Like, no, we actually need a break and we need to rest. And, and in many ways that depression was the greatest gift because it gave me that time to slow down. And it, it taught me how much I needed to honor my body as a temple because it's what it really is. And, and I think you have to do that. And it, it's hard to figure out when you're being complacent, right? Versus when you're taking yeah. necessary recovery measures. Yeah. And I, th- and you and have I to think figure you're that right. Out and yourself. I think no that deep down we know when, when we're, <laughs> we're being complacent, you know, yeah. and, and sometimes we just need to say, okay, I'm going to, I'll, I'll let myself be complacent today, but tomorrow I'm doing something. And, you know, so not just knocking it. And, and again, like, you know, and this goes back to all the mindfulness work that I do. It's, it's the self-compassion of just not beating ourselves up and like, oh, you're so lazy and you're such an idiot and you're going to fail at this. Because that's how we talk to ourselves. And it's, you know, getting into the practice of catching ourselves and saying, no, like, I'm going through this. There's a reason I might not know it now. I'm going to let myself have that today. But tomorrow I know I can do better and or do differently and but just giving ourselves that permission to have this full experience and when we let ourselves have this full experience we're also then you know and going back to our earlier conversation we can be so much more compassionate with other people it's it's a muscle that we're exercising absolutely uh before Mm. you go can you give us two books that you recommend? Maybe one in the leadership sure. space, one um, in the mental health space. So I, and I'm just thinking like leadership and mental health. So, so yeah, yeah. So, so what, uh, like the first book that came or to any mind, of, I'm like, where am I classifying this? And I guess it, it's a little bit of both actually. Um, it's, it's personality isn't permanent Okay, great. by Benjamin Hardy. I read this, um, couple months ago and again no concept of time but it blew my mind and like I've done a ton of work I have been working on personal development for decades now and that book um, really just opened me up in a like you know how something like you'll know concepts and then you read a book and you're like yes this (laughs) that was that that book for me and it yes yeah Things that you've been working yeah, on. Yeah, and the perspective. The, uh, and it's really, he, you know, the way he's putting it is just saying, like, right. we all do change over time. Like, you know, we look at all these tests, like Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram, and they're great, but they also really limit us. Because if you say, like, um, identify yourself as like, oh, I'm an extrovert, then you don't look at, like, what it's like to be introverted. And maybe you have some of that in you. So it could be limiting, um, so it's about opening that up. And it's also about right. getting clear on your future self, like who you want to be and not just like what you want to be doing, but like the kind of person you aspire to be. And then living every day today in service of that, of just saying like the decisions that I'm making today, does that serve that future self or does it not? 
And I'll tell you, like, when I ask myself that question, the answer comes in a second. Whereas I might be like, I don't know, what do I do? And it's like, okay, for each yourself. Oh, that's, that's a hell no. <laughs> or that's a hell yes. Um, so that's one book um, that, that I think covers both because it's, it's a, just a great, um, very uplifting and it's, it's, you know, how we're showing up in the world. So, you know, I think our future self, even from a leadership perspective, is, um, you know, when, when we're showing up with these values that we are, you know, strongly connected to and want to honor, it's impacting everyone around us. Uh, yeah, and then there's, there's, you know, leadership, you know, direct leadership. There's always the 15 commitments of, of conscious leadership, which, again, talks about a lot of the values that we were touching on today. And, um, you know, what I think leadership is starting to slowly move into and what it could look like. And it, it's, it's quite a, a brilliant piece and very, you know, simple, easy to read, but it just makes so much sense of, yeah, this is, you know, who, who do I want to be? Hmm. I, I definitely have to check out both of those. Because I, I think personality yeah. is fluid based on what you're experiencing in the world. And so thank you. I it's know you have to go. We're a little over time with you, but I appreciate it every minute. And thank you for thank all you of so much for having me on again. And I'm, I'm looking forward to another conversation. <laughs> it's so much fun talking to you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm already looking forward to the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, until the next time, blessings on all of your endeavors and wishing you a lot of success. I think you're just going to dominate um, the space that you created and, you know, the you haven't even touched uh, the ceiling of your potential yet. Thank so. you so, so very much. excited and, to see what's and to come. Same to you. Same to you. It's uh, I always, you know, it, it excites me to connect with people who are doing amazing things in the world like you are too. So it's, we're all doing it together. Right. So exactly. Exactly. We're all doing it so, together. Yes, That's thank how the you change again. happens. Right. And uh, please follow Michelle. Sure. On, yeah. Uh, can you give us your uh, My uh, website is michellehanghcoaching.com. And my last name is spelled A-N-H-A-N-G. And I'm all over social media. Same handle, Michelle and Hang Coaching. Um, if you want to find me, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. So and I would love to hear from you. And if you want more of our conversation that we alluded to earlier, please check out the episode of Game Gurus with Michelle. It was phenomenal. And as always, she's phenomenal. Till the next episode. See you later, Trap Life Tribe.